The following is a Joel Mahalik production. On November 13th, Felix Unger was asked to remove himself from his place of residence. That request came from his wife. She asked him to leave because he wouldn't listen to the Joel Mahalik show. Good day, everybody, and welcome to another episode of the Joel Mahalik Show, featuring the lovely Sharon. Who am I? Sharon. No, <laughs> I refuse. Why do you not like it when I, when I do any little bit of a Carol Channon impression? No. Why? Mm-mm. I hate when people say, Sharon. That's um, oh! I thought you had a problem with my Carol Channing no, impression. No, I hate when people say Sharon. So as long as I didn't say your name, my I could talk is, like that all day. Yeah. Okay. Well. Yeah. I, but <laughs> millennials no, uh, listening to the show are like, "Who the hell is Carol Channing?" Well, if they're our age, then they will they, know who she know. is. Then you'd know who she was. <laughs> oh my goodness! So yeah. I just dislike that. My name is Sharon. All right. It's actually not Sharon. It's Sharon. Welcome to another episode of the Joel Mahalik Show featuring the lovely Sharon. There you go. There you go. There you go. Like Karen, only Sharon. Karen. <laughs> oh, my Lord. Welcome, everybody. Everybody, I'm going to punch them. <laughs> Hey, we're located on the World <laughs> Wide me. Web. Our address is www.jmtalk.net. And you can also, you can reach us on Facebook. <laughs> See, everybody, on I, social, once you get him to do impersonations, <laughs> it can go on and on and on. Social media, visit us at TikTok and Facebook, JM Talk, Instagram and Twitter at JM Talk Radio. Did you get all that? I did get all that. Yay. Uh, also, you can send us an email at joelmaholicradio at gmail.com. You're probably thinking to yourself, why would I email them? Well, you might find out later when we do the Wombat of the Week. What? Then you might find out why the you what? would email this show. Right? Um, I'm so oh aware my of my goodness. <laughs> and I got to get that out of here. Can't have that near the computer either. Wow. Okay. Anyway. We don't watch much network TV. Not unless it's Big Brother. Yes. Which just ended, so it'll be several months before we wind up watching network television again. Right. But, uh, so, we we, we don't watch it very much. And so, uh, you might be as surprised to hear this as I, that there is a... um, there's a program, a new program on A and E television called Neighborhood Wars. What? Yeah. So here's the premise: with a record number of Americans trade in city life for homes in the suburbs, relationships between neighbors are being put to the test. Neighborhood Wars takes viewers into the homes and backyards of neighbors across the country with some of the most unexpected and emotionally charged events caught on camera. 
featuring footage from cell phones, drones, home security cameras, and more. The series showcases the kindness and conflict between real-life neighbors throughout the United States. Really? Now... I wonder if we're on there. <laughs> I had... No, because they, they, they... Wars. We don't war with people. Yeah, but it's a kindness well, and conflict. But don't you think that's like... Let's throw that in at the last second here. No. So when I first heard about this, I had a completely different thought, which I forget what it was. Uh, because today, right before going on the air, I was like, you know what the problem with this is? Is is this the best that producers can come up with to entertain us? Yes, we've seen everything else. Well, what I'm saying is, you know, it, with reality TV, you know, my complaint with reality TV for the most part is they scrape the bottom of the barrel. So you know, this show, this is only two two show two episodes in. This is a brand new show. Okay. So my point is, pandemic. The last year's been hell. We have a bunch of Karens running around, you know, that have problems with everything. And here comes A&E Networks to showcase the gasoline being thrown on fires. You know, this is a time where we should be... Um, finding, like, ways to come together... Yeah. And not be so... I mean, I've seen some of the... like I've seen like the preview for this show when I found out about it. And it's mm-hmm. like, it, it's like you got it. We have to do better, right? Yeah. So, you know, like, for example, there's only two episodes uh, available. This is a brand new show. And uh, one of them, for example, the titles of the shows, The Nightmare Next Door and the other one called Battle on the Block... And so, and you can see from the picture, I'm showing the lovely Sharon, you know, you got this yeah. car, you see it skidded up onto the lawn, wow. you know, it, like, we already know that people have these problems and, you know, and the part to showcase them, it's yeah. kind of weird. Uh, it is weird. And like I said, it's, it's like, this was, this came very close to being the Wombat of the Week, A&E, just for having this kind of show. Right. Um, you know, but these are the kinds of things also that waste a lot of law enforcement time. Yeah. You know, exactly. and you know, we, we, when they could be going out searching for murderers. Yeah. We've talked a lot of times on this show, how we go out of our way to be a, you know, a good neighbor, um, because we don't want this kind of drama. Right. So not, not only, not only are there people that don't want this kind of drama, but now A&E networks has decided to interject their, this drama into the lives of people who probably don't want it. These other people that live around these houses probably don't want this. Not only do they not want it regularly when it happens, but now you know anytime A&E gets involved, it's fluffed. Yeah. And yeah. they want they want it to be, be more serious because it's got to sell advertising. And I have to wonder, did they get everybody's permission on that block to put it on national TV? <laughs> I have no idea. I mean, I mean, they're the kind of things I think about when I see... You know, say that, so... And I think for reporting purposes, because we are a uh, broadcast, we should probably watch one or two episodes to see what (laughs) it is. I knew you were going to say that. Well, you know... You're right, though. You're uh, right. Amy TV, I mean, you know, there's been some good shows like uh, uh, Storage Wars, you know, which, you know, that makes sense. Neighborhood Wars is negative right out of the mouth. 
Yeah. You know what I mean? Yeah. Like, you know, like Storage Wars, you, you can't imagine, you know, people bringing guns to the storage auction. I can imagine someone's going to bring a gun to one of these things. Yeah. <laughs> Neighborhood Wars. Let's let's go exploit. Let's pop a cap in his ass. Right? That, let's exploit people's day-to-day issues with their neighbors yeah, and make a television insane. show out of it. This will become just as successful as the search for Bigfoot, which after 12 or 15 seasons has yielded absolutely nothing. Right. But it continues <laughs> but to get renewed. But at the end of each season... There's hope. There's hope because yeah. they found proof that you'll see on the very first episode of the next season. Well, maybe I'll take a crap in somebody's yard and say, hey, Bigfoot was here in your yard. Let's get the cameras rolling. Let's get some AETV money out here. Wow. Right? Yeah. Anyway. Maybe we should check it out. All right. If you insist. I don't know. But I thought that was worthy enough to to bring to the table to talk about. Yeah. Um, I just don't think it's... I just don't think it, it, it it's a worthwhile thing to do. And, and, you know... Oh, wait. Oh, I see. There is... A, it's actually almost the whole season's out, but it's mostly locked. Now, I saw a clip of this one on TikTok where this lady wants to park, but all her neighbors around her keep putting a trash can in front of her house. They're putting their trash cans in front of her house so she can't park in front of her house. And then she gets out of the car, moves the trash can, and some other neighbor comes over and puts the trash can back. Tell me that's not scripted somewhat. Yeah. That's, <laughs> wow. If not even just between themselves. And look, it's... Just to be annoying to her. What, it, it's kind of, it looks like it rained. They're wearing flip-flops, you know. So obviously yeah. you throw five bucks at them, they'll move a trash can for you. Wow. <laughs> so anyway, neighborhood wars. I don't know. Share with us on Facebook or Twitter if you've if you've watched this this or train wreck. Even heard about it, and if you're interested in seeing it, yeah, or, because I heard of it. Yeah. I heard about it out of the blue. Yeah, like by surprise. And this is how I heard about it just now. Supplies, supplies. So, um, okay. Anyway, <clears throat> that's that. And um, I think we should talk about home warranties for a second. Oh, my goodness. Yes. <laughs> yes. So, you know, we had a, in our previous home, we had a home warranty. Company. Company, yeah, home warranty company. And, you know, it <laughs> If you don't know what a home warranty is, um, it is... You should get one. Yeah. Maybe. Well, I mean, it's a warranty, an extra warranty on appliances in your home. Right i.e. your washer, dryer, microwave, stove, oven, refrigerator, air conditioner, heater, hot water heater, those kinds of things, dishwasher. Mm -hmm. I think I've just named them all. (laughs) And, you know, as you'll probably hear... Well, and when we had our last one, they were, you know, they, they weren't terrible. I, no. I, I, I thought some of the policies were strange. Like they, we, we had what, what was it, like a $190 washer in that house. Yeah. And they yeah. rebuilt the entire thing from the ground up. Absolutely. Three only, different times. The only thing they didn't put on it was the outer wall. It was the outer shell, yeah. Yeah, the outer shell. Like, of the why washer. would you not? They put a new drum in it. Yeah. Everything. 
Why would you not just put another one hundred and ninety dollar washer in there? It, I know because you, you know it, it would have been cheaper for them. But anyway, but it, you know, as the years went on, they were becoming a little more difficult too. We had that problem with the dryer where they weren't going to fix the dryer, mm-hmm. and I forget the reason why. But we had oh because they said that um be, oh I, I remember now the technician came out and spent thirty seconds in the house and said your your lint trap you, you know you can't escape so that's why it's shutting down. And I said, well, there's nothing in the lint trap. We already pulled that and found nothing in the hose or the outlet going out of the house. But he didn't inspect that. He just left. And then when he told the warranty company that, they said, we're not fixing your dryer. Yeah. So I had a press and they got me a second opinion, which they said that if the second opinion found the same thing, that we would have to pay the full bill for that opinion and this and that. Oh, Sure. So, and we got a really good guy came out the second time yeah. uh, from another company. And I'm telling you, he sat down in front of that. He took it apart and he sat down on that floor in that little spot of floor between yeah. the wall and the dryer. And he sat there and studied it. And he said, I'll tell you what's wrong with it. And I forget what he said it was, but that's what he told them it was. And that's what it was. He, yeah. The part came in, he repaired it, and then we never had a problem again with that dryer. No, we didn't. Like when I told him what the other guy said, he walked out the back door. And that was a fairly new dryer, It too. was. Two years old, three years old? Yeah. He walked out the back door and around. He turned the dryer on, and he, and he walked around, and the fins were flapping all. He said, well, clearly you're not clogged. Clearly. I said, the other guy didn't even want to look at that. I invited him to, but... So anyway, and that was a Sears guy, by the way, I think, the first guy. Yeah. Because yeah. I, I remember telling them, please don't ever send me a Sears repairman again. Yeah. If that's the way they're going to be. Right. So anyway, we did not keep that company when we moved to the new home We because we had some recommendations about this new company called Choice Home Warranty. That's right. I said it out loud. Yeah. And uh, they came highly recommended from some friends of uh, the lovely Sharon's. And uh, the price was right. We bought a couple years worth of service ahead of time. And we had several leaks on our pool filter this well, year. Well, wait. Before you wait, go into there's that, more. There's more. We had to buy an additional rider. Oh, yeah. We had to buy an additional rider for the pool for spa and the filter. For $200 a year. For the pool um, spa For the filter. pool spa filter. Yeah. Yes. And uh, so the first two leaks we dealt with, we were pretty sure where they were coming from. Well, actually, we were dealing with one leak. We fixed that. And as soon as we fixed that, we found an air leak after we fixed that. So then we did the repair on the air leak ourselves. And then a couple of days later, we're hemorrhaging water because there's another leak down the line. Right. It was as if we... So... We fixed one, then another one would And the one was, uh, you know, the... It was on a part called the sanitizer. We were a little concerned. So I was like, you know what? We have the warranty. Let's invoke it. So we did. And uh, we didn't hear anything for a couple of days or a week or more beyond we're looking for a technician. So I, like two weeks later, I went online to check the status. And there was no calls. Right. There was no claim. Right. And I called to find out what the hell that was about. And they were like, well, we couldn't find you a technician. We couldn't find you an appointment with anybody. So we'll say it the way they said it. We couldn't find you an appointment. No. With what? the accent. It wasn't an accent. Oh, it was. Okay. And uh, they said, um, so the system cancels your appointment or your claim. I was like, how does that work? Yeah. So I said, you're going to put the claim back in. And so he reads his claim. He says, okay, now it's searching for another appointment. 
And, you know, he says the same thing the email did the last time. You can get someone you want and we, you know, we'll repay you. And I said, but that's really not the purpose of a warranty. I pay for a warranty for you to fix it when it's broke. Right. <clears throat> if I'm going to go out and get it all done myself, then what's the point of having you? Exactly. The reimbursement part I get, but you know what I mean. So uh, we got it fixed because we still hadn't heard anything. So we did get it fixed and we turned the claim in. And they denied the claim within 10 minutes of getting the claim. And uh, so I'm trying to make the long story short. So anyway, so uh, they I called to ask why because our vendor, our repairman, uh, told me that they came, they said it would not be covered. <clears throat> so I called and they said, well, it's being looked at. I said, well, wait a minute. My, my contractor said it's not being paid. You tell me it's being looked at. What kind of company are you? What are you, what are you doing here? Right. So, because they sent him a text. Yeah. So you did saying, get an email saying that it was uh, being looked at, and that uh, we should schedule a call to discuss it. Well, this is no. This is after you. Right. Okay. You're right. You're right. Yeah. Sorry. So I had to schedule a call to talk yes. with the claim specialist or whatever. Yeah. Uh, to talk about it because um, they were. They were singling out the word sanitizer, which is a unit in the filter, and they don't cover things attached to the filter that are right. that are not the filter. Right. But like, the leak wasn't at right. the sanitizer or so, after the sanitizer. Right. So I did need it to take opportunity. Before, right. I, I needed that opportunity to talk to them, so I did schedule the call. Right. So uh, we're coming up on the end of our time, so we're going to leave it at the call. And that's a cliffhanger. It's the first time we have a cliffhanger oh on the show. There's a cliffhanger from part one to part two. So um, so I scheduled a call on their automated system. And when we come back from break and a really awesome song, we'll continue with what happened after that phone call. So don't go anywhere. We'll be right back after this. This is New York Super Oldie Station, 920 WON. The Apple, Brooklyn, New York. The following conversation is real. It took place on Tuesday, June 8th of 2004 between a Blonde Star advisor and a subscriber. Blonde Star emergency. This is Steve. Is there an emergency in your vehicle? Oh, my God. Oh, my God. I've locked myself in my car, and the keys are on the outside. Ma'am. Oh, my God. Ma'am, I need you to calm down. Okay. It's, it's just that the windows are rolled up, and I'm starting to sweat. My keys are on the outside. Now, your keys are on the outside of the vehicle? Yes. Oh, my God. Now, does your car have automatic locks? or? Uh, yes, 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 okay, yes. Okay. Here's what I need you to do. Take hold of the inside of your door handle there. Are you doing this? Um. Oh, the shiny thing. Grab the oh. shiny thing. Uh, okay, I've got it. I've got it. Okay, now give that a tug. Okay. Did it open? Yes. Oh, my God. Thank you. Okay, now what is that noise? Oh, that's not door alarm. Yeah, but that only happens if the keys are in the ignition, hun. Oh, my God. You know what? Your keys are actually in your ignition. Yes. Okay. Oh my God! Thank you so much, Blonde Star. That's why we're here. Do you need anything? Else? Blonde Star, no, always it. on, because you're always blonde. Put the needle in the groove 
show everybody it's the joel mahalik show featuring the lovely sharon and what you just heard there coming out of the break was loomis and the lust bright red chords an independent uh piece from the library when we used to work with independent musicians back in a previous uh entertainment life (laughs) but anyway yes that's the ring that's the ring cameras going off all day Anyway, uh, you can check out more of their stuff. It's an awesome band, uh, LoomisandTheLust.com. Also, that information will be in the show notes. So make sure you head on over there and smash their like button after you smash our subscribe button here. So yeah. there you go. So anyway, I think we were talking about something before we break and we left oh, everybody yes. hanging. Yeah, we did. <laughs> so, okay, back to the Choice Home Warranty Company scandal the scam of the century (laughs) (laughs) so anyway yes so i scheduled this call they sent an email to the lovely sharon and they said you know schedule a call to make sure you get us at a particular you know at a particular time and i've seen this with other companies you know in fact recruiters that are trying to get me like whether they're really good recruiters or not they all have a scheduler now yeah. Click this link and schedule a 15 minute call with me. That's what it right. is. So I scheduled a call. And when I scheduled the call, um, I got reminders like every day that the call was coming. And then the day before, two reminders. And then the day of, for my 12 15 call, I think I got four reminders during the course of the morning to my phone right. to remind me that they were going to be calling. I got the scheduled call and no one called. 
In fact, I didn't take work calls for almost two hours. Wow. To make sure the phone was open for when I got their call. And they did not call to discuss this claim that, I mean, they're the claim specialist assigned with the claim number, assigned to review it and go over it with oh, us. Oh, sure, yeah. And yeah. They're, they have yet to make themselves available. Um, the appointment was on 922, uh, so it is now 1003. And between that time, I emailed them several times and called and left messages. I have their phone number with their extension for the claim adjusters. And I have, so email, I have their phone number. I left voicemails that they do not return. Um, I left uh, emails that they do not return. Um, I've made it very clear. And I was demanding to hear from them. Yeah. You know, uh, I told them in no uncertain words uh, in the emails and messages. I was there for the phone call and that I scheduled through their service. Um, I tried to call different numbers in the company to try to get somebody else to speak of and just say, hey, listen, right. this, yeah. I, I'm, I'm upset. This is what's going on. And any any way that you call in, you only get two options no matter what number you call. It's either click, you know, uh, press this button to file a new claim or press this button to speak to a claim specialist. And when you click that button, they say enter your specialist uh, extension number. That's it. That's all you get. Wow. <clears throat> so, recently, um, recently something something that happened triggered. I'm not. I'm not saying I'm triggered like you know morons out there are triggered by you know right, Bugs no. Bunny and yeah. shit. But so something triggered a few weeks ago, and I essentially stopped being as passive as. I spent a lot of my life being because yeah. I'm hot tempered. I am. And I have to keep that at bay. And I've had to teach myself to keep that at bay. So I spent a lot of years making myself more passive. And I, so I snapped a few weeks ago, as you and everyone else yes. around me knows. So I was um, waiting for uh, uh, Verizon Tech to come out. We've talked about our Verizon woes you know, on the show. Yeah. So people yeah, know we, we, we think we might have that resolved. And that's because I snapped. Right. So I'm waiting for this repair guy this past Tuesday, and uh, I was making another email and another phone call to Choice Home Warranty um, about our claim, and nothing. So I'm already aggravated, and I'm on their website, and I noticed, oh, look, they have a Twitter. And so I visited their Twitter and Twitter's a very powerful tool. Yeah, it is. And so I messaged them on Twitter. Actually, a message, everyone sees the message. It's basically, it's like, you know, it's a tag. <clears throat> so I messaged them about this. And um, I was, you know, I was pretty rude because at this point, you've already made me angry. I cannot fathom the amount of emails and phone calls I left on a claim that you have opened. Right. And you're not returning my calls. So <clears throat> so I put out two tweets, actually. One was, this is my problem. Where are you guys at? And while I was typing my second choice one, which was like, hey, I wonder if the, you know you guys could recommend a good home warranty company for me that knows how to treat their customers. So, And by the time that was done, so the first tweet had been picked up by a uh, place called Shield. 
and they're like an advocate for people who get crappy customer service and they blasted it and uh, then they blasted the next one and then they've been any tweet that i've been tagging choice home warranty in they've been taken and blasting back out across the the twitter sphere right um so uh, anyway so the on tuesday i got a i got a message from a kelly uh, send me the details. I'll see if I can get someone to help you. So I sent, I typed up this email. It took me 15 minutes. And then I put the email he sent you saying, call, you know, this is how we'll yeah. communicate. Send everything to her. And she responds back, I'll try to find somebody to help you. It's not my forte, basically. She's like the social media reputation manager. Right. I get that. We have one too. So the long and short is I appreciate her saying that. Yeah. And saying, send it to me. Let me help you out. But no one's contacted us yet. <laughs> and so every day, sometimes twice a day, and I will so do so every day until this company gets in touch with us about our warranty. But at this point, the next step is we need to get our money back. Oh, and, yeah. And bite the bullet on the repair that we had to pay for. This is not how you do customer service. You know, and, and and I don't know if I told you, I imagined I told you, but last night I got a, so last night on Friday, and I want to say it was yesterday, I got a tweet, a message um, from somebody, some lady asking if we got a resolution yet because she's having the same problem. Ah. So here's the funny thing. If you go to their Twitter page and look at their main, main Twitter page, yeah. oh, it's all these compliments. Oh, they helped me this. And this technician came out and he was so quick and this, this, this. And it's funny because if you go into their mentions page, it's a different story. Yeah. Nothing but complaints. I mean, so we've gone from being denied within 10 minutes to we can't reach anybody and that, you know, they're saying they want to help us with the claim. Schedule a call. You know what yeah, I mean? Yeah, yeah. Um, then I still keep getting emails promoting their services and... Yeah, well, yeah, well but, to tack on to that, because you said something earlier about how we had to pay for the additional pool stuff. So... Um, <sighs> The day that they denied the claim, it was a very bad day for me. That may have been the snapping point. Now that I think about it, yeah. Um. So uh, I had pulled the contract, and you you sent you printed out for me too later on. But I had already read it, and I'm reading through specifically the stuff about the pool. So then I see it doesn't mention sanitizer, but I can see by their writing that anything that's not part of the system that something besides the filter and maybe the pump motor anything else like a chlorinator that's what it was the word chlorinator i think they're thinking sanitizer yeah. is basically probably something similar right yeah in fact we looked it up we're like why do we even have a sanitizer it's for that's more for saltwater pools right and then we found out there was no cartridge in it anyway but anyway back to choice home warranty so I was reading. I noticed you're saying that for oh, a reason. Effect. <laughs> I warned them. I did say in one of my last tweets. My next step is my radio show. Here we are. Here we are. This. Yeah. They could have contacted me. Right. You know what I mean. So um, in the contracts I was reading, so I see where they mention except blah 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 blah. Chlorinator is one of those words. And I'm thinking, okay, so. They thought it was a sanitizer. Okay, so now um, when I read the contract that day, that's why I was excited to talk to the claim specialist. I'm like, okay, they think it's the sanitizer, but what we found out it was the pipe leading up to the sanitizer. Sanitizer's fine. 
It was that right. gasket in the pipe that connects to the outflow of the sanitizer. So right. I said, I, I've got to talk to them. So and that so that's what really pisses me off. Um, but um, so I read other parts of the contract, and I remember saying to you because I said, "Listen, I don't think we're getting anything out of this warranty," and um, and because you indicated, "Well, I do want to have one." That's why I, I made it funny. I said, "You have me and Rich. What do you need?" But anyway, <laughs> so um, reading some other parts of it, they have exceptions for everything you know what i mean yeah like um uh i forget specifically now something to do with the roof uh i was i was blindsided by the roof i mean we i think we have a warranty by the company to put the roof on yeah before we moved in here so we probably have some sort of 10 or 15 year warranty on that but something about the roof was the way they worded it was really really weird about huh. covering like the roof, and we can't let them touch the HVAC. We have an eight-year warranty on that, so that's fine. Right. So you take away the roof, the HVAC. You know, I'm not real. Com- I'm not confident with the plumbing. The first plumbing job we asked them to do, and that was outside with a pool. Thank God it wasn't inside. Right. You know. Exactly. So I have to wonder um, what it's all about, really, and you know, and their per case deductible rate was better than the other place we had yeah exactly so i mean the difference between this one and the one we had before is at least the one we had before at least they sent people out i think it was ridiculous how they did it you know i mean like our air conditioning unit from the 70s was screaming to die and they wouldn't let it die because and i found this out by talking to the hvac guy the last time we had him out at the old house and here's the thing um Warranty companies, and I found this out at work because we have a printer that I think should be swapped, but here it is. You ready? If a technician, it's always put on the technician. If the technician, if parts are available and the technician can fix it, they will not replace it. Wow. There's your excuse for our air conditioner. We're having the same problem with this printer. I think five service calls in five weeks means swap this printer, but parts are available Blah, blah, blah. It's on the tech. So you can rest assured that when the tech comes out, when the parts get there next week, I'm going to be there when the tech gets there at that office. Have a oh, little, sure. Have a little chat with him. <laughs> See, I want, maybe he works for Home Choice Warranty. Choice Home Warranty. So, yeah. At Choice Home Warranty on Twitter. That's our handle. And um, I did my best to smack him around a little bit. Right. You know, we haven't gotten anywhere yet. That's the most frustrating thing. We've gotten nowhere. Guess what the date of our original claim was on this leak, by the way, folks? Anybody? No? No. July 22nd. Wow. Was the original claim date, the one that got deleted. Yeah. We, and it was a week of watching and trying to figure it out before we said, okay, it's called a warranty company. So we've been dealing with this since mid-July. The leak's fixed, but the whole process now. Is gearing up to be almost three months here pretty soon, yeah. in a couple weeks. Yeah. So we have to figure out what our next move is. I do not know what that is. I think we've made that decision already. I think so. But um, anyway, so that's our take on home warranties. We're not sure what we'll do after this, you know, if we'll get another one. Don't know. 
we'll figure yeah. it out. But but right now, um, I just want to make sure everyone is getting ready for Thanksgiving. Okay, get ready for Thanksgiving. And I'm only saying that because we were in a supermarket the other day, and the Thanksgiving cooking islands are set up now in the supermarkets. I know, right? And this was last week in September. So, I mean, we hadn't even made it to October, and they're peddling the island of Thanksgiving food. I know. So, it's October what, 3rd? So, in about two weeks, we'll see Christmas shit all over the place. I'm sure it's already out. <laughs> I'm sure it is, too. <laughs> <laughs> that was probably out during Christmas in July. Well, it was. But, so, we'll have to, uh, plus we have to, we have to actually start planning for this year's Christmas show. Yeah, we do. Yeah. You may think it's your holiday month, but, you know, every time we think we have a minute to do it, we don't. Mm, excuse me. Every time we think, we don't. We don't have that minute to do it. So, but yeah, so I want to make sure everyone's ready for Thanksgiving. Forget Halloween, okay? We're on Thanksgiving now. Halloween was so August, you know. <laughs> you should have got your Halloween candy then. <clears throat> and uh, and where is the best place to get Halloween candy for a good price? Dollar General. There you go. Dollar General. <laughs> Even name brands. I, you know, we were at Walmart yesterday, and they were like $15, $16, $17 a bag for mixed goodies for Halloween. What's up with that? I don't know. All right. Well, I guess this is the part of the show where we can let the lovely Sharon go. She's looking really antsy in her seat. Uh, no, I'm sorry. I have issues. <laughs> oh, you have issues, all right. <laughs> So this is that part of the show where you get to say goodbye, Sharon. Goodbye, Sharon. Sharon. No. <laughs> All right. So we're going to bid her a fond farewell to the lovely Sharon. And what we're going to do in the meantime is take a quick break. Is take a quick break. And I'll be back with the rest of this program coming up after this. America, your children have an amazing superpower. That's right. They can help save lives by simply washing their hands. Just 20 seconds of thorough hand washing after they've coughed or sneezed or been outside can help fight against the dastardly spread of germs. Armed with only soap and water and hands, your superhero can protect you, your family, and everyone out there in America land. Amazing! Find out more at coronavirus.gov. A message from the CDC and the Ad Council. Listen on the web, your phone, or your neighbor's internet connection. That wasn't very nice. This is Reality One. Welcome back, folks, to the Joel Mahalik Show featuring the lovely Sharon. And uh, this is part three of, if you're keeping track, it is show number 150. That's right, show number 150. And uh, certainly it sounds like a milestone, but I'm not counting it as a milestone. Uh, I think our next milestone would probably be something like 200. Um, Interestingly enough, so we've got 150 of these in the tank. 
Uh, it doesn't mean that we've been on the air for 150 weeks. I mean, you give or take some holidays where we took off and did some replays and some special shows that can't be counted. Uh, like our Christmas shows, they can't be counted because they can only run on live radio. But but hey, nevertheless, show number 150 going into the books today, straight to you by subscription or on-demand play online. Uh, so there you have it. Uh, we realized uh, during the break that we did not get to the Wombat of the Week, so I will get to the Wombat of the Week with you. We obviously took up probably more time than someone would think is normal uh, because of the discussion on uh, choice home warranty uh, and, and thereabouts. But, uh, but that's okay because uh, here we are. Uh, we will get the Wombat of the Week out of the way. I'll tell you how you can get involved. Uh, the first thing I want to talk about, though, is I want to cover last weekend's traveling back from the beach. Uh, we were traveling back from the beach uh, last week, and, you know, there are, there are some weekends that we don't go down there uh, by... I mean, we don't go down every weekend. We'd like to, certainly, but, you know, with the cost of... You know, gas and and food and you know the economy is just not in a good way right now. Uh, so we we we've never really gone down every weekend, um, but we don't go down to the campsite every. There are other weekends we don't go down, and it because it depends on events happening along the Route One corridor in Delaware. That's the that's the main artery north south in Delaware. And uh, Dover, being about the middle of the state, and of course the state capital, uh, has uh, plays host to Dover Speedway. And Dover Speedway plays host to a lot more than just NASCAR. So NASCAR weekends we don't travel down because you know the 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 the, the traffic is just a nightmare. And uh, the last weekend was Firefly, which we thought it was the weekend before. And so we ended up going down. But you know what? Firefly wasn't a problem. I don't know if Firefly was not a problem because maybe it started before Friday and ended after Sunday. But we didn't have any issues with Firefly or the whole Dover area uh, going down or coming home. But coming home, we did encounter a problem that we encountered last year, some weekend in the fall. And it's these um, it's 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 these car clubs. Apparently, there was a car show probably in Ocean City, and uh, so traveling home would be all these. Now they're not old-fashioned cars. I love old-fashioned cars. I love antique cars. They weren't muscle cars. They were, for lack of a better term to call them, I'm going to say they were imports. You know, Lexuses and uh, Civics and Hondas souped up and, you know, uh, burning their rice and whatever else, you know, makes that stupid noise. But, you know, what they what they do is they're, they're traveling and they speed up, slow down, speed up, slow down. And uh, this year, I was looking at what they were doing as I was driving and I, and I realized, I realized why they do that. And the reason they do that is they are pacing the traffic ahead. So when they get to a point, so they'll get in all lanes of traffic on Route 1 going, in this case, north. 
They'll get in all lanes of traffic. And then they'll slow down below the speed limit. This is what aggravates people. And I realize that what they're doing is they are clearing the way like ahead of them. Let those people doing the speed limit or more get way ahead. And then they use the opportunity of the blank highway to drag race or just race or I don't know. But that's what they're doing. And I realized that. But I got to tell you, you know, these people are ridiculous. Because, you know, when you get behind the wheel of a vehicle, of a motor vehicle, you're essentially now sitting behind the wheel of a bomb, of a deadly weapon. And the behavior that you're pulling on the highway is the kind of behavior that generates road rage and also generates stupid moves and causes accidents. The fact that you are playing with your speed the way you do And now that I know why, which is even more bothersome, is really dangerous. And, you know, for the life of me, I mean, we went half the trip behind this disaster. And I don't understand where the police are. You know, like we could not, we, I mean, we, and we insult, we saw some state police vehicles, but you know, I don't understand, like this just goes on every year when they have this show. And yeah, I, I was trying to think to myself, I was thinking to myself, not trying, I was thinking to myself, I wonder if anyone's calling the police to report this. And, um, but that is, it's so dangerous. You can cause accidents that can injure people you can cause accidents that create fatalities with the behavior the erratic careless assholeish behavior that you have on display what because you think your car is cool i got news for you your car is not cool your car is not cool okay cool are the antique cars, not your cars. Uh, Your car is stupid. I mean, it's a car, so it can't be that stupid. Get you from point A to point B, but, you know, um, the purpose of what you're doing and the behavior on the road, it reflects upon you. And, you know, you may be a great, you might be a, a good person, a great person, you might be a fine person to hang around with but when you do these things that's the measure that your actions are the measure of who you are as a human being and you could have easily become or i could have allowed you to share uh wombat of the week but i didn't but i did want to just talk about it because you know, that's a lot of what we do here. We, we we share experiences with you and, you know, about what happens in our humdrum lives, right? That's what we do. So, just want to put that out there. If I only knew. You know, Ocean City was a great place when I was a kid, but the last couple of times we've been there, there's just, there's really nothing to write home about anymore. 
you know and that's uh, here i go again sounding like my parents you know when i was when i was a kid i i mean i get it it's exactly what i'm doing that's exactly what i'm doing and in 20 or 25 years from now there will be millennials that will be saying you know this is not the way it was when i was a kid you know what i mean <laughs> it's it's a generational thing we all do it i think every generation i think society has gotten exponentially worse with each generation forward but be that as it may let's talk about the wombat of the week okay hey Shalian, hey Shalian, well-known Israeli activist against coronavirus vaccines, died last Monday morning from the coronavirus. So, uh, and this does make him a wombat of the week. I'm sorry, we don't usually we don't usually do wombats where they pass away, but there's a little more to this story. Uh, from 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 my perspective, not from the story's perspective. This is very simple. A guy who had videos and made speeches and posts on social media, don't take the vaccine. He was extremely stance on calling that, saying that there was no epidemic, that the vaccine was dangerous. You know, that's the simple fact of it. And he passed away from that which he warned people not to get vaccinated against. That makes you a wombat. Going deeper from my perspective on this whole thing, it's like, you know, the only thing that you see on social media these days are the, not the only thing, okay, in this perspective, let me get some perspective around, I got to slow down, sometimes I get ahead of my mind, my mouth gets ahead of my mind, in this perspective, you know what I see on social media all the time, anti-vaxxers saying, don't get the jab. It's poison. You're going to have all these effects. Uh, the, the pandemic's not real. Um, don't take the, you know, and then, but you know what else I see? Not on, t- not on TikTok and Facebook and social media. What I see on the news is not anti-vaxxers, I, you know, pre- preaching they're anti-vaxxer because the, the news is not going to give you much attention to that. You're getting plenty of it on social media. What I see on the what I see on the news all the time are anti-vaxxers that died from the virus. That's what I see all the time. I really don't care whether you want to get the va- the vaccine or not. I really don't. It's a per- it is okay. It's a personal choice. I know it doesn't sound like that coming from the government. I I know, and I you know I hear you. I'm not saying do what the government tells you to do. Lovely Sharon and I made our choice to get vaccinated. That's our choice. You don't want to get it. That's your choice. But social media is just full of you people saying, don't do it. And your reasons why, which is really a bunch of conspiracy theorists, Google type stuff. You're not paying attention to the science of it. And that again, 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 that's fine. You do you perfectly fine. We don't hold grudges. We still love you. That's fine. Do what you do. But you know what? What we don't see we don't see, um, we don't see, where was I going with that thought? I think I was going to say all we really ever see is, I mean, I could report, I'm telling you right now, I could report every week on a new death from coronavirus. I can report. 
every week on a new COVID death of an anti-vaxxer. I, and I'm not going to, but I had to, I, I wanted to get some, I wanted to get some perspective in on this. Like, I don't want to, I don't, I'm tired of seeing this. Like, you know, like if, if I'm cruising through TikTok, which believe me, I watch TikTok folks for entertainment. There are no influencers on TikTok influencing me to do anything, not even cooking. Yes, I like some of your recipes. I've tried a couple. I put my own spin on it, but you're not influencing me to cook. No one on TikTok is influencing me. There's no such thing as a TikTok influencer. But as I'm cruising through, uh, the minute you open your mouth or the minute I realize it's an anti-vax, shoot, I swipe away. You're gone. Out of here. Don't need it. Don't need it. I'll make my own decisions. I've made my own decisions. What you don't see is I'm not going I'm not going on TikTok saying, get the jab. Go get the virus. Go get the virus, you selfish pig. I'm not doing that. Because that's for you to decide. I've made my decision. The lovely Sharon has made her decision. And that's that. So, basically, like, all the anti-vaxxers really combined, putting them all in a big giant hat and saying, you're all a bunch of wombats of the week. Okay? Um, I'm not going to say don't get the jab. I'm not going to say get the jab. Because I really don't care what you do. I don't. Yeah, there are people who don't get the flu shot every year. Do I care? No. How come I don't see anti-flu vaxxers all over you know, the internet? You know, they, this thing has just become so political and unbelievable and, you know, whatever. So anti-vaxxers, y'all probably a bunch of great people. But because you're watching your numbers decrease by the thing that which you say don't get vaccinated by, you're a bunch of wombats of the week. You know what I mean? You... You must be so lucky to have not one underlying health condition that COVID-19 could take advantage of. I'm so proud that you have not one iota of an underlying medical condition that this disease can take advantage of. Oh, what's that? Another one? Another anti-vaxxer has it? Apparently, you just don't know. So... I'll stick with the side of medical and medical science. That's all. So um, that's that. Uh, now, just to let y'all know, um, you know, I, I, I said a tiny thing about the economy is in a really bad spot right now, and it is. It's in such a bad spot. This is how bad of a spot. This is how you know the economy is in a really bad spot. Uh, last month, Dollar Tree which has gone on the uh, mantra of behind these doors, everything can be had for just $1. Well, now maybe it's a buck 50, buck 60. Um, you know, it, <laughs> because of the, inf- it's not even inflation like this. It, it, it's the pandemic, right? It's the pandemic. There's so many side stories that and things going on and conspiracy theories and and the unemployment thing which thing which we talked about my god that unemployment mess that the uh, government created 
people don't want to work we have supply chain shortages all of these things all put together in a nice little ball wrap it up smooth it over pat it back and forth and you have terrible economy terrible economy and you know it's a bad economy when the dollar tree everything's a dollar is no longer everything's a dollar they have to raise their prices too so um it's horrible you know it's horrible there's just so many things besides the virus itself so many things in this pandemic that have created this huge economic issue it's terrible hopefully we will see it through at some point but in the meantime uh don't expect to buy everything for a dollar anymore at dollar tree at least not for the foreseeable future until we can get some things straightened out around this globe so anyway that does it for show number 150 and this part where you and i spend the time together i want to thank everybody for listening remember to stop by and see us at www.jmtalk.net and subscribe to the show listen on demand um anything that you'd like uh also um you can visit us on facebook and uh TikTok and Facebook at JM Talk, Instagram and Twitter at JM Talk Radio. Also, stop by social media because I was interviewed on a wonderful, awesome podcast on YouTube called My First Horror Movie. And I was a guest on show 199 over there. Ken Sledge uh, doing a fantastic job over there talking to people about their first horror movie experience. And I'm telling you, it's an addictive podcast. It's hard to put down. Listening to other people like you and I, if you're into horror like I am, listening to other people discuss their experiences is... Uh, horrifyingly satisfying I don't know if I said that right I really don't care get over there watch my interview and then watch the other 200 episodes Uh, so there you have it so uh, it is all over our social media uh, so make sure you go in fact it's pinned on several of them so you cannot miss it and we want you to be good to one another and we will be back and catch you next time here on the Joel Mahalik Show featuring the lovely Sharon. Goodbye, everyone.